And good morning, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Sports Medicine Weekly on this Saturday morning. So happy you are with us. Our producer, board operator, is Shane Reardon. Coordinating producer is Teresa Ann Seeger. I'm Steve Cashtel, Bulls radio host, and joined this week by my co-host, Dr. Nick Verma. He's the head team physician for the Chicago White Sox sports medicine specialist and orthopedic surgeon from Midwest Orthopedics at Rush and Rush University Medical Center, taking the place of Dr. Brian Cole. Dr. Nick, how are you? I'm great. Great to be here, Steve. I appreciate it. Uh, let's dive in real quickly. Uh, how are you enjoying your time with the Chicago White Sox as that head team physician role? Well, I'm joining quite a bit now as we've got a little downtime with the offseason. We have uh, winter meetings coming up, not this weekend, but the following weekend. Um, some free agent activity going on, but it's a relatively downtime, and it's hard to imagine that spring training, uh, pitchers and catchers report February 14th, so it's coming up quick. All of a sudden, it stinks up on you, right? It absolutely does. <laughs> but you're t- you're never you never stop though, right? I mean, you guys are are you constantly meeting? I mean, Rick Hahn and Jerry Reinsdorf to a certain extent, and so this you know. is clearly a slower period. Okay, but um, but there's constant communication. There's planning for next season. There's updates to our medical protocol. What we're going to try to do better next year. There's assessment of uh, off-season um, free agents for potential signings, making sure our guys who've had issues or just in general off-season conditioning, there's work to be done, no question. Well, interesting stuff. Looking forward to a, a great season as that team continues to rebuild, and uh, it's going to be uh, back up someday, isn't it? You guys optimistic? Yeah, I think, you know, when you look at the nucleus of talent, it would be hard to say that there's uh, there's a better uh, uh, farm system out there in baseball at this point. And so, you know, there's a lot of variables, as we all know, with injuries and performance, uh, et cetera, but uh, I think we're clearly heading in the right direction. All righty, let's turn to football right now, because we always like to lead our shows with some of the uh, hot topics in the uh, really the city of Chicago amongst our sports teams and maybe the biggest is Bears quarterback Mitchell Trubisky's injury the AC joint and what jumps out at me doc I made some notes here I'm also hearing the word capsule start me first with AC joint all the Bears fans are have heard this now for a few weeks so Mitchell hurt his AC joint I I don't know if it was on the Harrison Smith hit or some people say it was on a when he just dove for uh, trying to die for a first down either way uh, what was the injury? So basically, this is a shoulder separation, right? We hear about it as the AC joint, but the football term that commonly gets used in this situation is a shoulder separation. The AC joint is basically the joint between your collarbone and your shoulder blade, and it generally gets injured when a player gets driven into the ground, directly landing onto the side of their shoulder. The other place where we see it a lot here in Chicago is bike accidents. So people fall, they get doored, they fall directly onto the side of their shoulder, and they injure their AC joint. Um, AC joints can be anywhere from mild injuries where it's just just a sprain, and that's where we hear this word capsule come into play. The capsule is the lining of the AC joint, and so when you injure the joint, you strain or sprain the capsule, meaning there's a subtle tear there. What's the capsule made out of? The capsule is made out of collagen, so it's basically like the human rope, let's call it. It's the way that we connect joints, uh, we connect uh, ligaments, we connect soft tissue. Are we only saying capsule for shoulders, or are they knees as well? Capsules are in every joint. It's okay. the lining of every single joint. Really? Yep. Okay. I don't know why. Everything was shoulder with capsule and everything, and I never knew it was. Uh, it was. It could be in other parts of the body. Every joint has a joint capsule. It's simply the lining of the joint. Okay. Interesting. All right. So how do you think that uh, they've been treating Mitchell Trubisky? How would you treat a typical AC joint uh, capsule injury? Well, based on everything we're hearing, it seems like a low-grade sprain, which means that there's actually no um, disassociation of the joint itself. 
So this is primarily a pain and functional injury. And, and the goal here is to decrease swelling, to get his range of motion back, to get his strength back, and then finally allow him to play. You know, once he has uh, uh, pain control, meaning the swelling and the inflammation is reduced and his motion is back, these athletes come back pretty quickly. So this is really a week-to-week injury. And, I, you know, I would say most of these injuries are somewhere in the one- to three-week neighborhood. Okay. And uh, is it with a pain tolerance? Is that the biggest thing, you think? I don't want to say pain tolerance in that, you know, some guys have higher pain tolerances than others. I think really what happens is the pain impedes function. Okay. And obviously, if you can't function in that position, uh, you know, you're, 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 it's not a good idea to have you out there. Okay. Again, visiting with Dr. Nick Verme, subbing this week for Dr. Brian Call. I'm Steve Cashel. We just opened Sports Medicine Weekly on this Saturday morning here on 670 The Score. All right. One of the biggest injuries of the season, this popped up uh, just, uh, what, a week ago or so. Redskins quarterback Alex Smith suffering that horrific injury and reportedly might have played his final NFL game. The Redskins quarterback suffered a broken tibia and fibula against the Houston Texas in a game a couple weeks ago. And uh, it was hard to stomach the gruesome video, obviously. But the Redskins remain optimistic that uh, the 34-year-old Smith one day will return to the field. Doctors, however, according to this report, seem once uh, convinced. We will see. But first, you know, Doc, I hear these different terms, tibia, fibula, and then I also heard compound and spinal fracture. It's, it sounds like, you know, a, a medical salad right there. <laughs> Can you separate those things for me or are they all the same? Yeah, sure. Sure. So uh, the tibia and the fibula, if you think about the big bones that are between your knee and your ankle, that's the tibia and the fibula. The tibia is the big bone, which is the primary weight-bearing bone, and the fibula is that long, thin bone that forms the, the outside portion of your ankle. And generally, when you break your leg, so to speak, in that area, you fracture both of those bones. So the fact that both was broken is certainly not unusual. Okay. A spiral fracture is just the definition of what the fracture shape looks like, right? So you can imagine we call a transverse fracture essentially a clean break where the fracture line is uh, straight side to side. Okay. A spiral fracture is where the fracture occurs because of rotation. So you can imagine his foot is planted and his body rotates, but his foot stays planted. And so the fracture essentially occurs in a curvilinear fashion as it goes from top to bottom. Sounds worse. It's a spiral fracture. I don't think that it's necessarily worse or better, so to speak. I think one of the big issues here is that the fracture actually penetrated the skin. And that's what they mean by an open fracture or a compound fracture. So bones are built to stay inside of our skin. And the problem is when they penetrate the skin, the big issue that you have to deal with in the short term is a potential risk of an infection. And then the second risk is as these fractures get more significant with more soft tissue injury, there's a higher risk that the fracture can go on to what's called a non-union, meaning it doesn't heal properly. So those are the biggest two risks that he's going to have to deal with in the short term. Assuming no infection, assuming the fracture heals properly, you know, this is conceivably an injury that he could be back next year. We have to take into account that he's a 34-year-old guy and the recovery time that, that's associated with that. But I think we'll know in the you know six months or so, assuming no infection, assuming the fracture is healed, then I think most of us would say that there's a fairly good prognosis that he'd be able to get back on the field. You know, I was wondering when I saw the injury, uh, Dr. Verma, you know, Alex Smith goes to the hospital. Now, I assume anything is treated in the hospital, right? They, they kind of wrap him, his leg on the field. 
immediately take him to the locker room, or immediately by ambulance to the hospital. What happens at the hospital? How do they, how do they get the bone bones out of the skin? Then right. So so that happens on the field. Actually, they they would stretch his leg back out to realign the bones, okay. and then put what's called an air cast in place, which is basically a temporary splint that holds holds the bone in a relatively appropriate alignment until he gets to a hospital setting. At the hospital, there's a couple things that are done. Number one, x-rays to assess the degree of damage to the bone itself. But really what we focus on is managing that, that skin perforation aspect of it. So we clean the area very carefully. We start the patient on antibiotics to try to immediately start uh, decreasing the risk of uh, any infection. And then these are really one of the true orthopedic emergencies, so to speak. So we want to get that patient in the operating room. We want to get that wound cleaned. We want to get the bone stabilized. And, uh, and then depending on how big the injury to the skin is, we decide if, or n- if we can close the wound at that point or if you have to come back at a later date and perform a secondary procedure to actually close the skin. Well, sometimes is it better to wait a day? They always say, you know, let the swelling go down, or is that something, a different injury where, you know, you want to take care of this in the, in the operating room? So something needs to be done surgically here. Sometimes we put on what's called a fixator, which is basically a temporary external splint that holds the bones in position to allow the wound to start to heal, to allow the skin swelling to come down, and then a day or two later to come back and fix it. Uh, but it really depends on the uh, degree of damage. But this this is a, a case where something needs to be done surgically day one to at least get initial stability of the fracture. Well, we're talking about uh, Alex Smith, the Washington Redskins quarterback, and that uh, horrible injury, the broken tibia and fibula compound and spiral fracture. Then they said no ligament damage. Is that surprising? It's not because really, you know, when these bones break in between the joints, um, we fortunately do not see a common uh, ligament injury. Uh, it's when the bones break at the joint that we worry about concomitant ligament injuries. So, so this would be one that would be less likely to be associated with a ligament injury. All right, one other quarterback injury before we take a break here, Dr. Verma, and that is uh, the quarterback for UCF, um, Mackenzie Milton, a knee dislocation. And what a blow to this team, still unbeaten and unbelievable to uh, to suffer something like this for that leader of the team. Um, and you said it, I know off air we are talking about this before the show, similar to the Bears Zach Miller injury. That's right. <clears throat> so basically this is, a, you know, this is a devastating injury and you, your heart goes out for a kid like this who's got so much talent and, uh, and uh, such a bright future ahead of him. This is an injury where essentially the, the, the bones of the knee joint uh, dislocate but because he's torn multiple ligaments there. So unlike an ACL, which is just a single, single ligament but still allows the articulation of the joint to be aligned properly, he's probably torn anywhere between two and four ligaments that actually allow those two joints to separate, uh, those two bones to separate at the joint. The big issue here is just like Zach Miller, the thing that we worry about most when that happens is you can disrupt the blood supply to the leg. And if the blood supply uh, issue is not identified and rectified early, that's where we can actually see a risk of losing the leg from an injury like this. But obviously, in this case, it was addressed appropriately. Just like the uh, injury to Alex Smith, the leg was reduced, meaning the joint was put back into socket, and the, the patient was assessed in the emergency room and very quickly was taken to the OR to restore blood flow by repairing the vessel. Um, 
and now he'll have to go on through a second procedure to actually repair the ligaments. Usually that's done somewhere in the two to four week neighborhood from this time frame. Wow. Another devastating injury, but uh, what is about the prognosis for a situation like that? It, it's very hard to say unless we, you know, there's two things that really determine it. One is sometimes you can have a nerve injury associated with that. And if they lose function in the foot, that's probably an injury that would not allow him to come back uh, to football. If the foot, um, if the nerve injury is not present and his foot is functioning well, and this is a, a two or a three ligament tear, there's a reasonable chance that he, he could come back in a, you know somewhere between the 18 to 24-month range. All right, interesting stuff, great stuff. Dr. Nick Verma subbing this week for Dr. Brian Cole. I'm Steve Cashel at Sports Medicine Weekly. When we return, we're going to be visiting with Cole Cruz. This guy's really interesting, owner of Coalition Strength and Training Conditioning in Westtown, CrossFit guy, talking about common injury causes that are holding us back at the gym and the workout center. So stay with us, take a break, more ahead. Sports Medicine Weekly only on 670 The Score.